0: Dr Anton Anvilov has been studying the UFO phenomenon since the 1980s. He's interviewed hundreds of Russian and former Soviet whistleblowers, and he's been given documents on the UFO phenomenon that go back to the World War II era. He's gained a lot of information about crash retrievals in the former Soviet Union, and he's learned about underground tunnel systems that exist throughout the former Soviet Union, Europe, and around the world. He has acquired also a lot of information about a German underground colony in Antarctica, and he's got a lot to say about the Russian secret space program. You're listening to ExoPolitics Today with Dr. Michael Sala. Your source for the uncensored truth regarding the human, extraterrestrial, global and political agenda. Click the like button and subscribe to this channel. And now, here's Dr. Michael Sala. Well, welcome back, uh, Anton, to uh, ExoPolitics Today.
1: Very nice to talk to you
0: again, Dr. Sala. It's always pleasure. That's okay. Well, you know, we're both doctors, so maybe we can just... Uh, call each other by our first names. Um, yeah, So, sure. so you uh, came up with this uh, interesting neologism uh, called the Symbiont Underground and Space Terrestrial Non-Human Civilization. Why is that important? And you know, Just explain, what is that and why is that important?
1: Well, because it originates from our study of this information and this leak that happened in 1996 uh, in Russia, this leaked document about biological research of these insectoid creatures. And this document has 27 pages and it describes in details uh, also the structure of this civilization and uh, it says that they have symbionts. And as we learned from our uh, research with my colleague here uh dr edward agam uh, they form uh, this so-called uh, or symbiont uh space and uh, terrestrial earth and terrestrial non-human civilization symbiont, not just extraterrestrial but intraterrestrial because they live on our planet for millennia and they are not uh, you know space aliens from distant star systems as we can presume from public beliefs because they originated on this planet, the original intelligent creatures long before mankind. And why this symbiont on the ground and space terrestrial non-human civilization, short sustain, uh, uh, why it was formed? Because uh, this insectoid creatures started using our ancestors, genetically modifying them and uh, first they were capturing at first uh, this big hairy creatures, bipedal entities and then they uh, began using as a labor force as their symbionts. All other generations and sequence of generations that predated uh, human history and our modern biological form as we have today. So, uh, the variety of humanoid forms we observe now is apparently created by long, huge genetic manipulation for millennia, because as we revealed, <clears throat> They began this process millions of years ago. And just imagine how far it is, how advanced is this process of creating genetic modifications and genetically modified organisms, so-called GMO. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's why we have grays. We have tall grays. We have short gray entities and also nordic blunts or scandinavian type as well because they are just a new generations a fresh breed because as um, appeared they uh, originated on earth only about 10 or 15 or maximum Twenty thousand years ago, it's maybe it's too much. General estimation is about ten thousand years ago. And so we'll have them as well. So many of them with all colors of the skin: gray, white, blue, mm-hmm. dull whites, black skin, yellow skin, green skin. Uh, also, they some of humanoids have green skin, not because of the process of photosynthesis but because of um, other biological components and uh, processes in their organisms.
0: So, 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 just to, so just to kind of like um, uh, paraphrase what you just said, you're saying that the uh, insectoid species uh, that were discovered in the Soviet Union, um, that it was found that they have existed on Earth uh, for millions of years, that the, that the reptilians that have also been in existence here for uh, maybe not quite as long, but they've been here a long, long time, and that the human presence, you're saying that it only goes back to maybe 20,000 years, is, did I understand you correctly? Because um, of... the last the, the last
1: generations of types, the Caucasian type. But generally, we have millions of years of our ancestry. And I mean, only modern human type, like Caucasian type, European type, Asian type, modern type of human races, you know. Mm, that's what I mean. So they take people on the regular basis every day, Approximately one million persons are abducted every year, only on the territory of United States and worldwide, and much more in Asia, in South America, in Africa, and in, where you cannot track all these abductions, and they are much safer in Latin America, for example, than in U.S that's why they prefer less uh, civilized countries. It's much more safe. They don't have developed air force, you know. uh, Military is not as developed as in States or in Canada. So this lasts for millennia. And our modern type is a result of or continuous mutations. It's like radioactive decay. It happens all the time on the regular basis, continuously non-stop process. It's every second we have more and more mutations, and after dozens of thousands of years our biological kind will change for sure.
0: And okay, well yeah that's a very important point. So you're saying that the human species has evolved through random mutation. Uh, Now, how do the ETs fit into that? Is it random mutation or is it a genetic experiment? Now, that's not uh,
1: exclusive, uh, the only explanation. There are multiple factors combined in in this complicated process. Mutations, evolutionary processes, devolution, not only evolution, but re- evolution in reverse, in back direction, opposite direction to the but evolution. Michael Trim- Cremo
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: talked about devolution. He wrote a book yeah. about that. Yeah, these evolutionary processes, they move both directions, back and forward. So we can observe some species that... Uh, Deteriorated that the ancestors were much more developed than we see now. So, and many other factors also involved in this process. So, I just clarified a few of them. It's mm-hmm. not that simple. That's why it's a difficult picture. But we know for sure that on this planet Earth. Insectoids were the first intelligent species that created material culture. Uh, Look around us, we have many not so stupid creatures and maybe highly intelligent like whales like dolphins but they can't manipulate matter as we can and they did never create any material culture unlike us and unlike insectoids and their material culture is completely underground so what we must understand because it's completely subsurface for millennia because they couldn't develop on surface on our planet because they went underground millions of years before when the so called perm extinction happened more than 200,000 years ago when a lot of biological species vanished from the surface of our planet completely, but they survived, and they survived only because they went underground. The and that was a safe place, and uh, they found safe habitats and safe nests. Um, some are very deep, some are not, approximately two, three kilometers, some less deep one kilometer many nests are only several hundreds meters deep and in some places on earth you can also find uh, the ancient places on surface like in turkey for example dirinkuyu ancient cave city in turkey Uh, People say it's ancient human city, but when you will look at the plan of this underground city and uh, the very idea of its construction, you will be amazed to find that it's not for humans. It's completely different. And uh, the very idea to construct it, it's beyond human understanding and beyond uh, human reasonable planning of any um, construction and uh, facilities to dwell in. You you see, and uh, we can also find other locations like this all over the globe. Uh, that apparently belonged to insectoids, but abandoned by them many hundreds or even thousand years before uh, uh, and after humans came and uh, took them to leave. So we now consider them as human cities, but that's not the f- real origin.
0: So we know from from, we know from different indigenous cultures, like especially the uh, the Native American Indians, they they talk about the ant people that that protected them between different worlds. Um, And and actually, uh, I don't know if you've been following. Uh, JP, the, the Army Insider that I've been interviewing with, he talks about meeting the ant people. So this is an example of this underground insectoid race that can be found all over the world?
1: Absolutely. Look at Hopi Indians in Northern America. They talk about ant people who once saved their nation when they went underground and they survived only because of these ant people under the ground hopi indians that's a very famous story you can find it in many sources and also you can find this the pictures the pictures depictions uh, ancient petroglyphs on stone walls in many caves and on the rocks all across the globe, and they depict these creatures with two horns on top of their head, like um, antennas. People say, "Oh, that's the de- that's devil <laughs> devil sign." These horns? These are not horns. These are antennas that insectoids have that's why we have material evidence it's clear in many different places of our planet how can you explain that different nations separated by ages separated by oceans and west distances depict the same the same because that's what they saw they depicted their real experiences and real observations on surfaces surface of our planet. That's too evident. That's material evidence and that's the proof. And we have many proofs for this. That's only one. And also mm, tracks and, uh, you know, <clears throat> traces on Earth and many other witnesses, a lot of witnesses, a lot of evidence proving that's true. That's so not no. my
0: imagination, for yes, sure. Well, for sure, we know it's not your imagination. Uh, I know there's um, uh, recently w- w- there's been a m- renewed interest in the Lacerta files. I don't know if you recall that or know about that, but that's where there was a Swedish a UFO researcher who interviewed a female indigenous reptilian who described how uh, this reptilian race has been here for millions of years before humans appeared, so yeah, what do you, what do you know of the lacertophiles, or what do you know of this indigenous reptilian species that has been on the on the earth for for millions of years? Uh, of Indian course Indian. i know
1: this case and i studied this case in details from sweden and our uh, common opinion with dr edward Egan that unfortunately this is fake but yeah. sp- this specially designed fake that was introduced to public to distract attention from the real intelligent insectoid race. They always distract attention. They want to appear in different images. And um, it contains some true information about underground cities really existing on our planet in places like Antarctica, Inner Asia, and uh, the, uh, America, and all continents of our planet. Yes, they live there, they are intelligent. But uh, the original intelligent species are insectoids, and this lizard the case is completely silent about them. So it is clear example of set up uh, or false information distributed with a purpose among uh, human population to distract attention uh, and brilliant example of disinformation uh, because every quality disinformation with good quality must contain at least 60 percent of true information then you'll consider it disinformation of good quality. So that's a story about Lazerta files for sure. I'm absolutely sure with this. Uh, I had many doubts about this case before uh, because I'm studying this case for years, but now I'm completely positive about my conclusions completely. However, reptiles appeared later than insectoids, as reptiloid creatures, and they were the first. They tried to use as a labor force, as a military force, and as a front for different operations on Earth and in space as well. So that's why there are so many conversations and uh, huge, uh, widely spread information about this reptiloids or reptiles. People went crazy. You can hear about reptiloids almost on every corner, almost from every YouTube channel dedicated to UFOs and aliens and are everywhere. If you look at this, You must think it over. It looks suspicious. Something is wrong with this reptiloid mass all around. Something is definitely wrong. It doesn't look like original leak of true information. It looks more like specially orchestrated Disinformation operation to mislead people and humans from the real structure of the alien civilization. Exist- okay, well, I just, wanted to, kind
0: of, I just yeah. wanted to throw in here that the uh, Farsight Institute did a remote viewing on the Lacerda case. And they had four remote viewers, and, and they validated their case. They said, in their yeah. opinion, it's, it's real. So yeah. I, I know you, you think it's differently. So, um, so, but to get to the kind of core of the issue, uh, you, you agree that there's an indigenous reptilian race on Earth, but you, you disagree over the Lacerta case, Lacerda yeah. being one of them.
1: Yeah, actually, I know Courtney Brown. He's a brilliant doctor. He's smart. He's very intellectual and he's a really good guy, Courtney Brown. And I have nothing against Farsight Institute. They have a wonderful team. However, you must understand that every UFO research community on this planet and every prominent UFO researcher can be misled. And under surveillance, apparently, because uh, I suppose they watch and they observe the, the results, what we get and how we think and what ideas can be implanted. To some UFO research communities. So that's maybe not their fault. Uh, they can be manipulated. Everyone can be manipulated against their conscious understanding and comprehension and uh, without fully understanding what really happens. So Mm, with all due respect to Mr. Courtney Brown and Forsyth Institute I must admit that I completely disagree with them and not only um, with this uh, results but also many other results very suspicious and contradictory and we must be very careful because many things that appear authentic or appear completely true, or even if we have several, four, three, or even five independent, completely independent corroborations of the same information, that's not the proof of authenticity and not the proof of, it's it's not validation. It cannot validate uh, completely the truthfulness and the true nature of some phenomenons in UFO research. So, people must understand that even independent corroborations cannot prove anything if the source of this information is one and the same and single because they can easily manipulate even remote viewers. I know that from my experiences, I also used to work with several remote viewers for many years and some results they provide are highly suspicious and contradictory and may be induced with the purpose inside their
0: minds to influence people and to mislead to the wrong direction. So you think that remote viewers uh, can be influenced in some way by, say, uh, other more powerful psychic beings, like whether we're talking about reptilians, whether we're talking about insectoids, that they can influence even a team of remote viewers looking at a single target
1: absolutely they can look at the screen covering the real target they can be misled they can be manipulated some of them can be even implanted without the conscious knowledge a lot of things can happen because this ancient alien civilization is using screen memories, they're using holograms, they're using manipulations, uh, highly sophisticated disinformation programs because human beings are just young biological species so only on the surface of this planet and human brains are less developed than the brains of this GE i or giant l social insectoids because they have heavier brains uh, two times bigger than ours or two and a half bigger so that much bigger and they are much smarter and more wise and highly intelligent and even some highly intellectual people cannot be compared with their highly intellectual species. So we can be so easily duped. Don't be naive, guys, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Don't be so naive. It's not that easy as it seems. It's not that simple as it seems
0: at all. Well, now let's look at the kind of like you, you talked about the uh, the, the sustink. Uh, system. These underground civilizations of uh, non-human intelligences. You've got the uh, insectoids, including ant people, praying mantis types. You've got the reptilians. Uh, some indigenous reptilians. How how did the Saka or how did the Draco reptilians fit into this? You know, what, is there a hierarchy here? How do they fit in? Yeah, yeah.
1: the um, so-called Draco reptilians appeared much later. Than insectoids, also on planet Earth. And why they call Draco? Because they look like draconians, but some people insist and firmly believe, and they have highly developed belief systems that there's Draco Empire somewhere in space, that they colonized almost in our entire galaxy that they are the most ancient intelligent species in our galaxy or even in the universe that they are masters of this galaxy the draco empire and people say that they originate from the draco constellation um, and a lot of blah 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 so from the scientific point of view Uh, I cannot agree with these popular beliefs in ufology. Mm, I believe that Draco reptiles can be called such because they look like dragons remotely. But if you study them in detail, they are completely terrestrial. Creatures from this very planet. And uh, if we study the alien, real alien life in space, we might find something completely, entirely different from our terrestrial life, because we have much more in common with just simple bacteria than with probable real extrasolar intelligent or not intelligent but just biological forms of possible alleged life somewhere out there near the other stars. so when people start talking about two bound star alpha draconis they don't understand spectral classes of the stars they don't understand astrophysics they can't comprehend that some stars can have planetary systems, only only some of them with uh, limited spectral classes and uh, they don't consider star catalogs and they completely neglect a lot of things from astronomy from astrophysics and from modern science. Contemporary science has nothing to do with many of these speculations about Draco empires and the galaxy or you know Orion empires or maybe Galactic Federation with all due respect to different contactees and informers. I'd like to see some more convincing evidence of the existence of such organization mm. as Galactic Federation or other Galactic Councils and uh, unions and federations. But I don't see we have for me paradox that says that we still cannot prove scientifically the existence of any it is civilization somewhere out there because just show me just uh, show me something convincing like vortex real interstellar vortex like wormhole like einstein rosen bridge like uh, something convincing that can definitely prove that space is densely populated as they say. dozens of contactees. Okay, say- let,
0: me, let me ask a question here because what you've said is very controversial. So yeah, what, you- you've said, what you've said is that you know there are insectoid races, they, there are, are reptilian races, there are ant people uh, but the, and the, and the sakcal or the so-called Draco reptilian, they exist but they are indigenous to Earth, that as far as you know, according to the scientific data that you've uh, uh, consulted, there's no evidence of any of these species existing out in other solar systems. Did I understand you correct? Yes, that's
1: right. Still, uh, I can be mistaken. I just want to see the evidence because as a scientist and as a researcher, I must be skeptical. That's my duty to be skeptical and to check every evidence because as scientists say, incredible statements and claims require incredible convincing evidence, right? So,, uh, but I'd like to see, I want to believe in densely populated galaxy, but what I'm saying here, my point is that we must understand here are hills, these intelligent creatures, because insectoids appeared as intelligent creatures by themselves and all the rest we observe are the products of genetic engineering. Just look at our dog breeding, like uh, just look at our service animals. If we consider every new breed of every new dog, the new kind of alien from some other different star, system or distant planet it would be ridiculous right it uh, would have no sense at all from our human point of view and just compare from their point of view if we consider every new humanoid for example with black skin from this planet with yellow skin from that planet with green skin from a different planet and so many planets, dozens of civilization. We have like galactic intersection, we have so crowded traffic here on planet Earth. We have so many interstellar, intergalactic routes crossing here. We have just like, you know, crazy mess here, why? Why? Earth is so unique planet. Yeah, maybe it is. Yeah, I believe so. I firmly believe so. Earth is very unique biologically, genetically. But anyway, we must consider this from the scientific point of
0: right. view. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's kind of look look at this a little uh, more deeply. That I mean, of, of course, you, you've read the many... Uh, contactee reports of you know hundreds of contactees talking about extraterrestrials arriving on earth and contacting them, you know some being human looking, some being reptilian looking, some being insectoid looking. Uh, so you know w- what what is happening there? I mean, are these really reptilians, uh, insectoids coming from other solar systems, or are these just the inner earth beings? making contact and saying oh you know we're from the pleiades or we're from alpha draconis or we're from uh zeta reticulum i mean what's happening there
1: well about Zeta reticulum i can assure you with 100 even more with absolute guarantee that Zeta reticulum is the run address because there were two star maps not only one not just betty hill star maps but there was also Bob Lawrence from Chicago who provided mm, the African-American man who provided also the similar star map from his contact experience in 1963. And I deciphered that star map. I compared two star maps, the star map of Betty Hill and the star map of uh, Bob or Robert Lawrence. And this second star map has colors, and these colors indicate, this is definitely not that reticulum for sure. Maybe it's Alpha Centauri, the closest star system, or maybe it's some different system. I personally incline more to our neighboring star system. However, it's definitely not that reticulum. As about Pleiades, I'm still open to discussion, and I have, Some evidence in favor, and I studied very convincing works of. Uh, Herschel, the Hidden Records, Wayne Herschel, the Hidden Records is amazing work he did and amazing website, he deciphered many ancient star maps and many ancient depictions on rocks and stonehenge and pyramids on Mars and paint Turkey and many other historic places and everywhere you can see these three stars in Pleiades, everywhere in the form of triangle in sky to near Aldebaran uh, one uh, of the stars is and two are near Pleiades and 45 Tauri star cluster. So that seems very convincing to me. However, I'm still researching this subject. So I don't exclude these possibilities at all. But mm, uh, today, from the scientific point of view we have all evidence and all facts compelling, completely compelling and uh, very true and they look authentic and they look scientific and very convincing that uh, we must not mix all the salience and uh, creating some mess because I suspect and I believe that these aliens are very smart creatures. They mislead us. They want to split our conscience to many targets to dissolve our attention and that what they can do with ease so easily. So we can create our own belief system with dozens of different civilizations, completely misleading uh, from their real locations. And when we talk about inner earth, you must understand that's not that simple at all because they originated mm, behind, uh, underneath the surface, but it doesn't mean uh, they originate now only from there, because they started colonizing space as we did, launching our space vehicles and trying to reach moon, Mars, and other planetary bodies of, of our solar system. And we firmly believe that that's exactly what they did thousands of years ago and dozens and even hundreds of thousands of years ago. They already reached space and they reached Moon, Mars, uh, moons of Saturn, the moons of Jupiter. They created bases inside Ganymede, Callisto, and many other locations in our solar system, maybe even beyond. And this colonization process began and it began from earth and maybe not from distant space however i can admit different possibilities that's that's controversial scientific discussion
0: and that's let's start start with the moon because you, you you mentioned uh the moon and uh so you're saying that this insectoid uh, race that is indigenous to Earth and developed advanced uh, space technologies and they have been flying uh, around the Earth and into our solar system for, for millennia, that they established uh, bases and a lot of infrastructure on the moon. So so tell us about that. What, what's on the moon? And I think you mentioned Alfred, uh, Albert Bender was in touch with one of ah. the Sustank high castes in 1953. So, so yeah, tell us about about the about the moon base the insectoids albert bender absolutely albert k
1: bender was one of the early contactees with them in 1953 in the usa and he was amazing experience and also experience with the man in black and he was terrorized with by them and he visited Antarctica, and he saw this giant cylinder-shaped ships there inside the cave or cavern in Antarctica. And he also was shown this exact picture of their structures on the moon, and they have these retractable uh, structures with platforms on top, where they can land the oenicals and spaceships, and they can hide again back inside the moon when they complete their technical processes and their transportation and the uh, traffic when traffic is over they can close up again inside the moon and you'll never see them and besides they use holograms that cover these craters on the moon because when hologram is activated. You cannot see their cities completely. They're totally invisible, totally invisible. And they also extract a lot of mineral resources and they have mines. They mine in the moon. First of all, they are mining thorium because moon has a lot of thorium and that is very valuable resource for their power plants they have this thorium uh, nuclear cycle and they widely use thorium reactors because this cycle is more effective and more efficient than uranium nuclear cycles that we use on planet earth and they also evidently extract helium three there and or this um, uh, source minerals uh, from which they can extract titanium and uh, moon is also rich with that so they can build spaceships and even huge spaceships and even hundreds of meters long, kilometers of meters long so they can transport a lot uh, between different planets of our solar system and maybe even beyond. So that's what they are doing for very long time and also there are a lot of ruins of the moon because moon suffered a lot during this war of the gods when these huge titans or tall beings uh, rebelled against their masters there was great rebellion and not only once apparently and we can see consequences of this terrible Worse on the surface of the moon, like huge towers inclined uh, degrees from the vertical position, like uh, different other ruins, like uh, down spaceships and um, lot of this, and they cleaned the visible side of the moon that we can see from Earth when humankind started space exploration in 50s and 60s and uh, the UFO activity or um, uh, anomalous phenomena on the moon increased considerably it was huge increase in the 50s and in 60, 60s of this anomalous activity flashes uh, flares and the spots brilliant spots UFOs fast moving dots etc on the moon on the visible side because it was like provocation we provoked them and we caused this by our space exploration and space research of our moon when lunar surveyors and the other automatic stations started being sent to the moon that was detected. That increased activity because <clears throat> activity because they started to cover covering up, covering up all their technological um, devices and traces and even trenches left from the moving vehicles. However, we still can observe a lot, and astronauts saw a lot, and the moon. Now is their main industrial enterprise, like uh, famous British UFO researcher Timothy Good wrote his brilliant book Earth the Alien Enterprise. So I can state that Moon is also the alien enterprise to free Earth from negative ecological consequences of their activities. Because they moved the dirty um, industrial enterprises, mining and procession and uh, all, all other dangerous uh, manufacturing um, power uh, supplies and manufacturing plants to the moon to avoid pollution of our common Mother Earth because they take care of the nature of of the ecology. That's the reason.
0: When um, Neil Armstrong, the Apollo 11 mission, went to the moon, there have been a number of people, uh, William Tompkins and others, that described the the moon landing that uh, when Apollo 11 landed there was a, uh, a number of, there was a fleet of uh, 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 spacecraft that were there and that uh, NASA was warned off the moon. So uh, according to you, who was it that warned uh, NASA off the moon?
1: Every human launch, every. To the moon was accompanied by this escort and by this surveillance of these UFOs. They watched every flight, every uh, very closely and very attentively, and all communications and scanning all parameters and telemetry parameters. Scanning was conducted and everything. They completely monitor all our activities in space. No wonder, absolutely no wonder. So every mm, Apollo flight was accompanied also in in invisible state, not not just only invisible because they have this clock technology and they can easily become invisible to human eye with no problems. And mm, of course astronauts were shocked They were in shock Apollo crews, and as far as I know, even hypnosis was used after these flights were completed. After um, astronauts returned to Earth from these flights, they were subjected to hypnosis to erase their memories about what they saw, on the moon and near the moon because they didn't remember all details about what they saw and what they experienced there and i firmly believe so because there's huge cover-up NASA orchestrated and all human space agencies are involved in this cover-up of the alien activity on the moon. Moreover, Soviet Union, USSR, was deeply involved in this cover-up together with USA. Uh, Soviet lunar automatic missions and the so-called lunar hots uh, this um, vehicles with wheels moving on surface of the moon. They had at least two of them, maybe even three. Um, uh, Some researchers say that one was completely secret mission of the USSR, of this so-called Lunar hot. And they covered up a lot of photographic evidence, a lot of uh, pictures of these artificial structures on the surface of the moon, everything was covered up. Covered up, cover up is very effective. And USSR was also in this dirty business of this uh, terrible, disgusting cover up of all these facts from mankind. And if it could be revealed, it's totally flabbergasting. It's really huge and the evidence is clear and it, it is there and some people are trying to discourage people and to deny this evidence. That's not fair for the mankind.
0: Okay, so um, who's doing the cover-up in terms of the moon? Is it the insectoids or the reptilians that, that are on the moon or is it the deep state or the uh, the secret space programs that are covering up? Uh, what's on what's on the moon I mean yeah I mean who who warned Neil Armstrong who warned NASA not to come back was it was it insectoids was it reptilians was it someone else
1: okay when we talk about insectoids reptilians or someone else we must understand that All this L-social structure is more or less the same, but this is like a pyramid structure. You have insectoids on top, and you have all other different intelligent species below. So they form this... um, pyramidal shaped pyramid shaped controlled structure of controlled behavior and manipulation and subjection and the pyramid-like management they always control mankind. So, all human structures, all special services, all three letter agencies like KGB, CIA, NSA, and all others surrenders, their control. No wonder they will do what they must do according to this policy of silence, according to this policy of the conspiracy of silence, and sets never-ending game. And what people say about disclosure, disclosure can be only limited, I suppose, because it will never happen in full scale, I believe, because it can blow somebody's brains, you know, people's brains, it's mind blowing. So everything we can know, we happen to know gradually, step by step and not at
0: once and not completely well i want to go uh, back to uh, one of these um, very early incidents that was uh, described by david grush in the u.s congress i mean he said that the there was a crashed flying saucer uh, in italy in 1933 and of of course uh, mussolini's uh, government did research, found it. Did research on it, and and eventually began to share that information with uh, Nazi Germany. So, whose UFO was that, and and what do you know of that 1933 incident, and and another incident in 1937 in uh, in Zir- Zirnitsa, Western Zirnitsa, Poland? Zirnitsa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, I believe that at least. In three cases, or maybe even more, Germany got alien technology from at least three UFO recoveries of more or less intact UFOs. And one case in Italy was in in 1933 near Milano and it was mm, widely uh, publicly known due to several leaks. And uh, we know from multiple sources. And I don't think this is a fake, despite some people say that it's not real. However, I admit it must be real because of numerous leaks. And mm, the main uh, leak was from these documents uh, uh, from Roberto Pinotti and other UFO researchers um, that spread this information, and as far as I know, it was disk-shaped craft. And they had uh, Nordics there in Italy in 1933, and at least uh, two of them, maybe. And the other case was in 1937. Before
0: you go on, uh, can you just maybe explain who, who these Nordic entities were? Because you've, you've described underground civilizations involving insectoids, reptilians, and people, uh, but who were these Nordics? Were these uh, another underground civilization involved in the 1933 crash? As far as I believe, these Nordics were
1: creation of the Sustank, biologically artificially created species, genetically modified human a european type and they all are apparently originating from this genetic manipulation and modification it's kind of eugenics or eugenics people say this process of genetic modification of modern humans for the better species and if you take common scandinavian people they look like the aliens exactly there's no difference biologically only mentally telepathically they're more advanced in their powers but biologically they are the same or
0: or almost the same as far as i know okay well um so you wanted to tell us about these other uh, UFO crashes that the the Nazis got their hands on the the material and and whatever bodies were there and how that was used by the Nazis to develop their own secret space program. In
1: 1937, there was an incident in Czernica, Czernica, uh, and now this is Poland, in western Poland, and at that time it was uh, eastern part of Germany and uh, near this polish town they also recovered this down twenicle as far as i know and they moved it to jelenagura or zelenagura town and ss was involved and they recovered and apparently the bodies as well and the craft as well Uh, but the most remarkable recovery they did in 1938 in eastern turkey when they were hunting for the north ark near mountain ararat in eastern turkey and the group of archaeologists stumbled upon this uh, legend local legend in 1937 and a year later the team arrived yes exactly this venical that depicted on this picture, 24 meters in diameter or 80 feet. It was quite big, disc-shaped with ancient symbols that looked like, apparently, like Sanskrit, the ancient Indian language uh, spread over the territory of India. Modern India, I mean Sanskrit or ancient language and they dug it from under the ground it was buried completely under the surface and they moved it by sea across the black sea from the area of trabzon the port in turkey uh, along the river danube to deutschland to germany where they disassembled it they took it to pieces to parts and when heavy bombardments of germany started in 1943 they removed it to the salt mine near munich and it was kept there before they removed it to somewhere else
0: well uh, that i i missed some of that unfortunately there was a a problem with my camera but um i i guess we are talking about the turkey ufo uh, recovery uh so you want to tell us about um what happened with uh the the Nazis after they recovered all of these craft and and they established a breakaway colony in antarctica so you want to tell us and and i think you supplied me with a photo of what looks like a nazi space command in antarctica yes i must
1: admit that that's a questionable problem because i believe that nazi had widespread infrastructure all across the planet earth in many places and not only in antarctica because look at what happens now a lot of sources a lot of resources and researchers talking and talking about antarctica it's endless talk about New Schlabenland, about so-called Base 211 in Antarctica, it's never-ending. Maybe that's a distraction. Maybe this widespread information is covering something more important. And on these photos exactly, you can see very strange structures located 52 kilometers south of the Japanese Antarctic uh, Research Station, SOVA. Uh, approximately 52 or 56 kilometers western part of queen Maud land and uh, we, um, sorry eastern part and eastern part of new schlabenland that's where they're located very strange structures rectangular one is eight meters long what are they uh, if you check every antarctica research station everywhere you cannot find anywhere and the uh, researcher from nizhny tagil from russia valentin dikterov was the first man who discovered this and uh, he made his publication on the internet about these very strange structures in antarctica What are they? Nobody knows. If you will tell, oh, I know this is a non-old research station, uh, Japanese or Chilean or Argentinian or American, please welcome, tell me. Tell the world because nobody knows. What is this? What the heck is this, guys? Nobody knows. What is this? I don't know. Maybe this is some lost or abandoned or some secret Antarctica research station, maybe not German, I don't know. But I suppose, I believe that maybe it is is German because it is almost at the exact place where New Schwabenland is in its eastern part near the Sea of Cosmonauts. It's very close to that area, and also you can see a strange line on the surface of the ice that stretches along this bay, Mm -hmm. and you can clearly see it. It's very visible. Mm -hmm. It's evident. What is this? It's maybe some net or some protective um, device to prevent submarines penetrating into this bay. Maybe it's highly likely. But this is questionable. Maybe it's German base indeed. Maybe. Now,
0: I I know uh, William Tompkins, uh, who uh, served during the Second World War with the US Navy, says that he was part of a a Navy espionage program where they were told that the uh, Germans were being helped by reptilian extraterrestrials in establishing bases in Antarctica. So, what do you know of that, and how accurate is that? And who who were these yes. reptilians? Yes,
1: those reptilians are only front men of some stem. Only front men. They they like to put these reptilians to the front to show. Oh, look! How disgusting they are! How nasty they are! How scary are them? You must be afraid of them. They're Dangerous, they're evil, and to scare people and to distract their attention from the real masters of Antarctica and not only Antarctica, but the whole world as well. And as far as I know, these reptilians are the workforce, the military force, the guardian force for insectoids. And Simon Parks, uh, well-known British contactee and politician, he also talks about, said that apparently reptiles are a military force and guardians for insectoids because he had direct direct communication and contacts with both species, with insectoids and with uh, reptiles, reptiles as well. So it's the point, it's a good point of view. I believe so. That's my opinion. I know for sure, and I believe completely, that William Tompkins wasn't fully aware of all what is happening around German secret programs and around uh, German bases. And I believe that the popular belief was Antarctica is the main German place where they moved their breakaway civilization, but it's disputable. I believe that that may be the distraction from the real location or multiple locations, and these main locations can be in South America, in Argentina, in Patagonia, in Chile, and. Different other places because they are much warmer and there are good conditions, and it's not that simple as people think that New Berlin was created in Antarctica, base 211. Oh, that's too simple to be true, mm-hmm. that's too good to be true. Okay, and so, the,
0: you, so, you, so mm-hmm. you're saying that, um, when William Tompkins says that he was told that reptilians were helping. Uh, The the Germans established a breakaway colony in Antarctica and helping them with advanced technologies, that that was really a a front or a cover for this Sustank, this kind of insectoid run collect underground collective that has reptilians as kind of like bodyguards to the higher ranking insectoids. That yes. it was really them that brought the the Nazis in, so they yes. were they were the ones helping the Nazis establish a breakaway colony. That's, that's yes, exactly. absolutely, absolutely,
1: and I believe that Nazis had direct communication and contact with Sustank since 30s and they were ruled and followed and monitored completely, because humans are only puppets for them, and every. Human civilization and highly evolved civilization, especially is very tightly controlled and manipulated. And that's what happened. Uh, Because they want to split our attention and to distract from the reality. And of course, Germans communicated with reptiles and not only with reptiles, I believe so also with grays and other species. They had these contacts and lot of abductions, all who happened in Germany, we don't know completely because we are very tightly monitored and we know only a few about all these numerous multiple contacts that happen
0: everywhere, every time. Okay, well, uh, Dr. Anvalov. You sent me a group of five images showing UFOs from a Russian TV show, and and you say that uh, the disc photos are from 1977, that they uh, are involving a, a Russian ship uh, in the Arctic region, and that uh, this these were flying saucer craft or craft of a German design. So yeah, tell us about these these photos you sent me. Yeah, some um... These
1: photos are numerous, and not only from there and not only from that year. And I believe that this design was still under operation in the 50s and 60s and 70s, and they were operating them from various bases, sustained bases, for example, from the bases under Greenland, under Arctic Canada, under Arctic region at all, and they have multiple locations there where they interact with humans, and where they take humans. I mean, aliens, and also German people were also taken, and German scientists and designers and officers and military and SS forces, and they form this society breakaway society. But this breakaway society is under the control of Sustent, Symbiont, Underground, and Space, Terrestrial, Non-human civilization. Existing not only inside our Earth, but also in space. And first in nearby space, Moon, Mars, and beyond, and more and more distant places. So Uh, These vehicles were definitely overflying this ship, and it was detected, it was registered, and there were many witnesses. It was completely authentic case in 1977, and not only there. And these designs are more rough. They have more uh, rectangle-like, structures on top of the discs not just domes but more complicated structures on top so apparently this is connected with nazi german breakaway i believe so
0: okay so people have talked about this breakaway german uh, space program as the Dark Fleet or as the Nachtwaffen, And uh, you've done a little bit of research on this and you gave me a graphic of uh, UFO test centres that were developed by the Germans. So you, you want to tell us about this uh, image you sent me of the, yes. the UFO test centres? Yes, they had multiple centers,
1: uh, not only on the territory of modern Germany, but on the territory of modern Poland, in Western Poland. And, for example, in the area of uh, Western Poland, they had this so-called Diglocky or Bell project in uh, different towns in Lower Silesia and Newmark, now Newmarkt. Now, Szyroda in Loibus, now Lubias, and Schlesische Werkstätten der Fürstenau Works were also involved in this. And Fürstenstein Castle, they had underground facilities under it. In Wal- Waldenburg, Waldenburg, they had coal mine with this project whole mine was converted to houses technology. And also in Wenceslash Wences mine in Poland, they also had this And in central Germany, they also, they also had numerous facilities, numerous. that was big project. And at first it was reverse engineering project uh, to reverse engineer three recovered, crashed UFOs, at least three. And also prominent companies were involved, like AEG, it is Allgemeine Elektricitätsgesellschaft, or General Electricity Corporation of Germany was also involved, and many others in Prague. In Plzeň, Skoda plants, also in Breslau, now Wroclaw Polish city, and others. And when Soviets captured Poland, even in June of 1945, they this base was still in operation because it was underground and also and very camouflaged and not detected even after soviet invasion just imagine how effectively it was camouflaged uh, the cover-up was very good and it was a SS project and heinrich himmler was involved in uh, um, supervision and control of these research activities all over germany and not only germany and in other countries uh, as well italy was involved vatican was involved and spain was involved because for example in spain they were extracting mercury fuel for ufos From the Almaden Almaden mines in Spain, the largest deposits of mercury in Europe and in the world. Germans are using this for getting this special fuel called Xerum 525 uh, with isotopes, radioactive isotopes, not just um, simple mercury, but more. Sophisticated and more difficult, chemically complicated and technically difficult to obtain special fuel to propel this vacuum mercury uh, rotational engines for discs for these vehicles for flying German flying saucers. They were secretly developing but um, they blow up and destroyed most of the evidence after allies and soviets and british and american troops invaded germany but also something remained in austria in Ostrich, in alps mountains they had this also works there and some of the earlier prototypes remained and were even discovered by soviet intelligence in in poland as well and in Austria as well and soviet union had debris wreckage from at least one i know for sure exploded german flying saucer from crash near ustka near the village of vitovna in uh, June of 1945. And they moved this debris to the Soviet base in Borne Solinovo uh, on the territory of Poland and then to the Soviet Union. But reverse engineering was not successful because uh, that was complicated. Soviet backward industry technology and engineering in this was way behind the Deutsche Qualität, the the German quality and technical capabilities and design and all manufacturing. The quality of manufacturing was difficult. So it wasn't easy at all for USSR to reverse engineer german flying sources sources at all it, it
0: was highly difficult for them so can you tell us about what has happened uh, over the subsequent decades after the soviet union recovered these german flying saucer craft and any crashed uh, insectoid craft i mean you've talked in one of the early interviews about multiple Uh, UFO crashes in the Soviet Union, including the 1968 Latvia uh, uh, case. Now, has the Soviet Union, uh, how successful has the Soviet Union been in reverse engineering these craft eventually? And and how advanced is their secret space? I think in the past you've actually answered that question, but maybe just explain or summarise how what is the capability of the soviet secret space program that's been reverse engineered from all of these craft ufos
1: okay if we talk about soviet union ussr uh, the attempts to reverse engineer german flying disk technology were not very successful because soviet union concentrated mainly on common airplanes and airframes and uh, Standard models and um, typical standard designs. Uh, But as about alien reverse engineering, it was more successful because the Soviet Union had more technology from alien crashes and crash recoveries. And today they have some substantial progress, I must admit. Because I know that in the year 2019 or 2018, they already started preparing flight manuals and uh, preparing training programs for Russian cosmonauts to fly back engineered UFOs manufactured with a terrestrial human russian technology even uh, flight training programs began even uh, flight simulators were under construction just several years ago and this process is on the way they are training pilots uh, cosmonauts to fly back engineered ufos and even some prominent russian
0: cosmonauts involved in this yes uh we we know of some of the kind of famous uh russian researchers like marina dr marina popovich, popovich that, yeah. that talked about uh some of the advances in the soviet space program and uh, talking about extraterrestrial discoveries and so forth. So, so right now in 2024, uh, you believe that the Russian Federation has uh, secret spacecraft that have been reverse engineered from extraterrestrial, extraterrestrials that are operating in deep space or operating on the moon. Or yeah. So w- w- what do you know of their operations? I know that several years ago,
1: 2018, 2019, they were already in the process of making flight simulators, a flight training, uh, preparing cosmonauts to pilot, uh, training programs for cosmonauts, because the group of Russian cosmonauts visited this center. Behind the Ural Ural Mountains in the region of Chelyabinsk, this nuclear center, which is involved, partially involved in this, uh, one of the research institutes there. And uh, they were transported by this subway system, by this tunnel inside the special vehicle to this underground hangar. When they were shown multiple UFOs recovered by Russian Federation, different models, some broken, some not so broken, some more or less intact, and they were shown the controls uh, and how to control and control systems of them were also shown for them and uh, that's what happened just several years ago and now they are continuing this and even if they launch this to space they will never tell the world the world never mm-hmm. they will do this in complete secrecy
0: so, 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 do you I... think, do, so do you think that the russian secret space program has found these ancient insectoid bases on the moon no, not on uh, on the moon, they found evidence in
1: pictures. They have photographs of these alien bases on the moon since old times of the Soviet Union. but they also have material evidence in multiple recovered vehicles crushed and shut down and captured, and some even dug from under the ground. And every prominent country on planet Earth is under the control of Sustank, and they cooperate with Sustank, and Sustank controls that uh, this symbiont underground and space terrestrial non human civilization. And Russians are also part of this. And by the way, Russia declared that they are going to construct. Their own orbital space station instead of the International Space Station ICC. They said that we don't need ICC anymore. We will build our new space station. And that's what they can use now to combine this contemporary human technology with the alien technology and to secretly. Build and um, launch. Of course, it's anti-gravity, magnetic engines, crazy magnetic engines. They have. They reverse engineer. For example, in Korolev, near Moscow, on uh, experimental plant, experimental plant of machine building in Korolev, uh, former Kaliningrad, North. Uh, east of Moscow, where they have underground levels, multiple, and they test this met reverse-engineered magnetic engines that create huge uh, impulse and vibrations. Uh, you can easily feel it on surface, these vibrations from under the ground from these tests. Of these engines, and they can knock even electricity, and uh, they have electromagnetic effects, and they are in the process of constructing and launching and operating back-engineered space spacecraft vehicles designed from um, alien technology because they have multiple recovered venicals and a lot of debris, a lot of wreckage and many intact vehicles. And so from the year 2000, they are all collected under the ground at this center on the territory of Chelyabinsk region. As I said, uh, near Taganay National Park, um, to be more exact, to north east, of Taganay National Park in Chelyabinsk region. They have big underground network, very huge tunnels, very wide tunnels in diameter. It's maybe three dozens of meters wide. And you can easily put flying saucer inside flying saucer inside the tunnel and move it along the tunnel to vast distances. That's what they do there uh and they move ufos from various locations and they hide them there and they reverse engineer them there at that center that not the only center they have other centers as well in novosibirsk uh, multiple research installations near moscow and kazakhstan is also involved in this was involved by so this is a big project, and many people are many scientists and engineers and technicians and even cosmonauts and even uh, the special training center for cosmonauts, which is Russian astronauts that is located in Zvezdny Gorodok or Star City, north east of Moscow near Chkalovskaya or Sholkova Air Base is involved in this and they also have training programs for cosmonauts and they take some prominent uh, cosmonauts very experienced and they are devoted and they have inside knowledge secret top secret knowledge about this program and they train them they train personnel they already uh, constructed uh, these flight test simulators for russian pilots and russian cosmonauts to fly ufos that i know for sure but that
0: is very secret extremely top secret so just so, just to summarize what you've uh, just said, uh, that the Germans were, were able to recover some crashed UFOs. They were helped. They were able to reverse engineer these. Yes. Uh, the Soviets got their hands on some of that technology. They also got their hands on some of the alien technology. They yes. took a lot more than alien than a
1: German. They, they, yes, much more
0: they, alien. They took a long, long time to reverse engineer these, but they eventually yes. succeeded. So, what? what no, 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 you... Not much success, they still have
1: huge technical problems, they can't succeed completely, it's very difficult to reverse engineer, and it's very secret, the military secret, uh, secrecy um, hinders this process, they can't develop it rapidly because of the secrecy. And they don't have huge success, it's not huge, it's very moderate, it's limited success. But they, of course, you will have success after studying that for dozens of years. That's inevitable, but that is slow. And so controls that and they can stop any research, any development, any progress as they wish at any stage. So Mm -hmm. they control this. They will never let us humans to have huge progress, and only in SSP. SSP is their domain: space secret space programs. That is the domain of sustank, and they need people. They need personnel. They need human brains to take part in SSP for sustank exclusive use but not for the general mankind forget about general mankind even top russian officials know just a few
0: okay so, so think you know this network of underground civilizations dominated by the insectoids that the, that the nazis got co-opted into and were uh, incorporated and integrated into that that they have these secret space programs, or they have these flying saucers anti-gravity craft flying all over the planet in our solar system. The, the Russians haven't yet been able to master that technology. So I wanted to get your, and this is my final question, I wanted to get your um, opinion on the claims by people like David Grash, Eric Davis, Bob Lazar, that the United States has been unable to successfully reverse engineer the captured extraterrestrial technologies that they have gained.
1: Yes, uh, those claims are partially true. This success, as I said, is very very limited. To say they have zero success is not true. They have very limited, very moderate success, and the United States can already build uh, back engineered alien vehicles. That's for sure. U.S. have uh i mean uh, americans have u.s has some progress in it for sure but that's not big well about bob lazar i was highly skeptical about his claims because he provided the wrong location for his s4 base but as far as i understand he knows the true location but he is he is very scared to reveal it to the public So for public, it must be very close to uh, 51, while, in fact, SS4 is quite distant from it, however, on the same territory of Nevada ranges. And um, that sounds very close to the truth, but um, when they say that the progress in reverse engineering is absolutely zero that's not true that it's not zero but it's very limited of course and it's very gradual and it will take probably hundreds of years hundreds to finally reverse engineer something or maybe even thousands of years because sustain is very developed we are way behind them they have millions of years of developing their material culture technologies and many things are completely beyond our understanding because these insectoids as i said are very smart and they their servants grace and the nordics and all other species they are also very smart and we humans are only at the bottom of this uh, social or really social it means really social Pyramid. That's very ancient and highly developed structure. So we're way behind, and they will never, never let us to completely master all those technologies. That's but, their point, and that's how the system works. We must never get complete access, and only limited, and only in SSP, and only under their strict control. That's the rule.
0: Okay, so claims by people like William Tompkins or Gary McKinnon that there are these uh, there's a Solar Warden program with um, kind of fleets of non-terrestrial spacecraft that and these are kind of like long cigar-shaped craft. What do you you consider that uh, inaccurate? Do you consider that disinformation or is it genuine?
1: No, these claims are very close to the truth. Very. I consider them almost genuine. The huge space fleet is real. Humans do really have this huge space fleet. US has and other countries also cooperate. The whole world is involved in SSP. In secret space program. Gary McKinnon was completely right. He is completely genuine and authentic. William Tompkins was also telling the truth about these space fleets, but these space fleets are under control of Sustank, and SSP controls them completely because they want humans to explore space. They want humans to serve them. They want humans to be part of their programs and in space exploration, because that's why humankind was raised in its development during the last 100 say, or at least 100 years during the last century, just look at this rapid progress in engineering and space, in nuclear technology, in material science. This is big progress, indeed, in starting from the end of the 19th century and the 20th century. Why? We are tightly controlled. I know the answer, because they want us they want our progress they want our technology they want our industrial corporations there's the same schemes that happened in nazi germany it happens again with usa it happens again with russia it happens again with china and with japan with the whole world and many countries are involved in this they have their own uh, SSP's uh, space, space, secret space programs, and Vatican also has his share and big share. Vatican is very deeply involved for for hundreds of years. Vatican in secret space programs, they have huge knowledge, and they operate under the control of SAS tank So these space fleets, they go somewhere. Beyond, maybe beyond the solar system, maybe to the Oort cloud, maybe to the Kuiper belt. Definitely, I know they go to the moons of Saturn and Jupiter. I know for sure they had a huge and still have apparently. Huge space station on the orbit of one of the Saturn's moons, and they explore our solar system because Sustank needs human labor force, Sustank needs human engineers, Sustank needs you <laughs> to be recruited to the secret space program and to be good. Uh, adventure and designer and engineer and uh, pilot for sustain so as a layer uh, to protect them to benefit this civilization they can't rely uh, completely and solely upon their servants only because they also need humans for this purpose as well and not only for energy for electroplasma for so-called GAVA or special energy humans create and they harvest this energy and humans are very valuable for them in many aspects so they use humankind for their needs. That's very clear point, that's how it happens, That's how it works, this SSP system for many years. And it's very secret and very compartmentalized and many countries involved including russia france germany japan u.s canada britain australia and many others and argentina was involved in a secret space program with germans with nazi germans for example this nuclear center in bariloche and some carlos de bariloche in argentina he was involved with nazi germans in production of this fuel for nazi flying saucers irradiating mercury by special uh, process to get this chemical uh, irradiated uh, mercury to fuel german ufos and that's how the system works all uh, across the world all over the world for many years now and that's a great reason for our development for our technical progress because they need us and we need them to explore the space to explore the space with insectoids with grace with nordics and they always create this conflict so, look, guys, Nordics are good. You must follow with our space brothers with blonde hair. They are so beautiful and nice and friendly. And be careful about grace. They're evil. They can deceive you. Says the smart policy of good and bad cop, good and bad policemen. So, you must be... You must behave yourself accordingly to this um, strategy. And that's how it works. They are very smart.
0: Well, very smart. thank you. I want to thank you Welcome. for. Giving us uh, such uh, a unique perspective on all of this incredible data that you've accumulated over the over the decades of your research. So, uh, Dr. Anvilov, uh, where do people go if they want to contact you or learn more about your research? Mm-hmm. Yes, sure. We can talk more about Nazi Germany
1: in details about German SSP about basins in Latin America, in Argentina, in Chile and other locations and about German submarines involved in transportation of this personnel and uh, Fort Aventura base of course on Canary Islands is very uh, unique A lot more to discuss A lot of details I can describe you about this as well because okay. the public is unaware of the whole picture. And we can freely talk about German SSP because it's old and it's um, it can be declassified now with safety for me and for you. And because it's very old, we can expose German SSP and Nazi SSP and we can expose uh, top Nazis now. Who escaped, what they did, what Heinrich Himmler did when okay. he was on top well, it of It sounds this. like we
0: probably need yeah. to do another uh, interview uh, yeah. in the future yeah. to discuss to discuss more yeah. of that. So I want to thank you uh, for being on ExoPolitics today. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're always welcome. You have been listening to ExoPolitics today with Dr. Michael Sala. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to this channel. Join or start a conversation in the comments. Take the time to explore the vast library of best-selling books, webinars, and podcasts by Dr. Sala. Visit exopolitics.today.com.